0: Well, welcome. Welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast. We're doing a, a little series here uh, where we're playing back um, some of the question and answer sessions of our uh, recent Love and War tour that John and Stacy did. Uh, some great questions, some great interaction, uh, just some wonderful evenings together. And we captured from the live audience some of their questions that we think would really be an encouragement to you. So, Um, Let's present a few of these and and really hope that it's stimulating, provoking, and, and helpful.
1: Another thought, another question? My wife and I will have been married next year 20 years. Congratulations. And we've experienced some of the same pains and joys that you've talked about tonight. But one of the things that's extremely painful for us to watch sometimes is to see our friends going through something. And I'm talking about friends from college to friends from work to friends from church, all over the place. What do we do when we see that situation and how do we uh, reach out to them and help them? Mm. What, wow, what a great heart. What a great question. Um,
2: well, it's, it's also broad because it would depend.
1: On what's needed. Yes. Yeah.
2: On, on what is needed, but yeah, the, the praying for them is key. One of the things that has um, saved John and I and, and helped us to know what to offer and when is by asking Jesus and by developing a, a conversational intimacy with Him, uh, practicing and learning, listening prayer to ask Him what. What do we do? Do we have them over? Do we give them a book? Do we? Is it just praying? And he will guide. Mm. He will. He will. Which is incredibly helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, the more the more you begin to pay attention, the more you're going to realize if you haven't yet. Um, people are hurting. Marriages are hurting. We were really shocked as we began to work on this book and talking to friends and family, church, and realizing, wow. Um, And so to offer presence, comfort, conversation, but also um, help is a huge gift to other people. Um, One of the great things we've done over the years is marriage groups, inviting people into a marriage group, spend some time together. Most marriages are incredibly isolated, right? She has her girlfriends, he has his guy friends, but you, you usually, you know, if you like the husband, you don't usually like the wife. You know how that goes? And if, you know, if she likes the wife, you think the guy is a jerk. So it's really hard to find, like, mutual friends. You know how that goes, right? So to be in, like, a marriage group together takes some of the pressure off of that but can allow for some good conversation, things to come up, you know. Um, hey, we wrote a great book called Love and War, I am dead serious. One of the kindest things you could do for someone else is to give it to them. Give redemption, give hope, give life. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Okay, another one. As a marriage counselor, I often get the comment, I've just fallen out of love with my spouse. And, you know, I advise them to be patient and probably it will come back. But do you have any words of encouragement to people here that might be feeling that? Um, I I think part of what's being described there is a loss of heart and I would want to know about that. Tell me about the loss of heart because it's not just about I've fallen out of love with my spouse. Other things are at work. I would guarantee that there are wounds that need to be addressed by the love of God and maybe in counseling with the help of someone who can help walk you through that, I guarantee you the enemy's all over that. I would want to know about the loss of hope, the loss of heart, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. There's, more, there's more to the sentence there. Um, do you always feel in love with me? No. It's, just, it's not an earthquake. I don't suddenly feel offended. I've never asked her that question before, but I ask her on stage. You know, That was her thing about, I like this and I don't mind entering into this. Um, but of course not. Of course you, the feelings come and go. Romance comes and goes. Affection comes and goes. But something deeper and richer um, actually is formed in those times. The choice to love... Because what else is life about? I mean, really, what, what else are you here for? What did you think you were here to do? I, I thought it was a ton of other things. Um, and God's finally beginning, beginning to help me see, 49, that it's, oh, it's about love. <laughs> what do you know? I tried every other box, you know? I tried every other door. Love? You're kidding me. Um, okay, the choice to love. All right, all right. I'm in for that. Mm. Yes. And there's a reason why he has us make
2: vows to one another in yes. front of people.
1: Yes, that's good.
2: And and knowing that the back door is closed because um not in love with my spouse anymore. That every but he goes through that for seasons everybody that's yep. just that's not abnormal right. and to know that and to know that on the other side is you hang in and press in and i love that going for the loss of heart there's other things at play and really the grief the sorrow the pain can be an invitation a doorway into deeper intimacy and deeper healing with god it doesn't have to be an earthquake or something to be terrified of. <clears throat> there's more available.
1: That's really good. Because wouldn't you say that the times that you have cultivated, the intimacy that you have with God came through the most difficult times in our marriage?
2: Absolutely. Yep, me Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Same
1: here. And so there's a richness that can be had during those times, actually, that will then help you through those times. Right, that you can find God in ways that beforehand you didn't need or, re- or maybe look for. Okay, another one? Um.
3: I just want to thank you for being here, and your message is so refreshing. I think I've read a million self-help marriage-related type books, and, and this is really kind of a, a new type of message. And it's Yay! refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> um This is my husband. I hope I don't get emotional. We've been separated since May. And it's by the grace of God that we are not divorced today Mm. because that's the path we've been on. Mm. Mm. And I love him. And I think he loves me. But I tell you, we have struggled. Sure. And I think our biggest issue really is that we didn't meet until we were in our 30s. We were both pretty set in our ways. And I think neither one of us knew what it meant to leave and cleave. Right, mm-hmm. And we held on to our former lives, and we basically, we never came together. We just kind of continued to live our independent lives. And... Um, You know, I think probably what he expected is that I would just come into his life and be a part of his former life and his family of origin, and that really hasn't worked out so well for us. So perhaps you could address the issue of leaving and cleaving.
1: Mm. It's really Um, important. Thank you for your vulnerability. Um, Let me say so many things rush to mind. First off, family is kryptonite. Okay? Your your family has a whole culture and system and way of doing things and values and, frankly, spiritual baggage to it that you… The best thing we ever did was move two states away from my family. It was the best thing. I… I don't mean we don't love them. I don't mean we don't see them. But we—they were so in our lives. They expected so much from us and from me in particular that I had to leave in order to ha- in order to give Stacy me. I mean, it, it was a, it was I was split. It was almost a divided allegiance where I'm trying, you know, to come through for their expectations and their you know, but also be there for Stace and so. Heads up, family can really be kryptonite to a marriage. You do need a very healthy boundary around your marriage to realize when you got married, you created a new thing. It's a new thing, and it is your primary thing. This is your primary thing now, and everything else gets sacrificed to it, right? Mm -hmm. What else?
2: Well, I just recognize that it can be difficult to get married later in life because you are sufficient. Right. Two sufficient people needing to learn to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and to lay their life down for one another. But by the grace of God, it can be done. Mm
1: -hmm. Just
2: that it can be done.
1: Yeah. And and I think what I'd love to do is pray for you right now. Good. Um, Jesus come, come. We invite you into their marriage. We invite you into their hearts and their lives. And the ways that the enemy has tried to use life and patterns to separate them, we ask you to take a sword to that and sever it. We ask you to breathe hope. Jesus, we pray that you would help them to realign their perceptions of one another, that you would remove the ways they misperceive each other, and that you would bring a true perception. Show the agreements. Show them both the agreements that, that they're making and, and give them the strength to break those. Jesus, we pray that the spirit of truth would come into their marriage, that your love, that your life would. Jesus, we ask you to remove what is in the way, that there would be forgiveness, genuine forgiveness, and that there would be hope, and that there would be love. We pray restoration in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen.
0: It's always good at these Ransomed Heart events, just having the time with so many of you. We, we enjoy it so much. And to meet you and, and to just see in your eyes and in your words some of the things God's doing, it, it's just really an honor and a privilege for us to get the opportunity to meet and to share and interact and want to let you know that we've got a lot more available for you We've got information, resources, and things that I think would just encourage you in your walk and your life with Christ. So you can go to ransomedheart.com or go to the Ransomed Heart podcast. Check us out, see what we've got, and we hope that this podcast uh, has been encouraging and look forward to uh, sharing with you again next week.